so excited to go to Korea. I know. I've been looking forward to this for months. Welcome all aboard flight 414, departing soon from the windiest town of Chicago and headed directly without intermission towards the capital of the land of the morning call, otherwise best known as Seoul. I am thine purser, Urianger, and nay, there is no acceptable short form of Urianger. What is he talking about? Shouldst thou have need of any assistance upon this voyage, I shall be available in the cabin towards the bow of the aircraft. Pray for thine own collective well-being. I advise thee, pay attention to this singularly important demonstration on in-flight safety. Is this new? Thou must be secured most tightly with the passenger belt. To do so, one may insert one of the metal fittings inside the other and pull with vigor upon the loose end of the strap. We suggest thee remain in this state throughout the duration of this voyage, as we are likely to experience a slight amount of turbulence. I don't think my strap has a loose end. Shouldst thou need, observe the existence of several emergency egresses located within this vessel. Please reflect for but a few moments at this time to locate thy nearest egress. In the event of ethereal decompression, an air-aspected ethereal mask will descend on its own before thee. To begin the process of re-etherizing, pullest thou the mask towards thine self and secure the straps upon thine cranium. That the success of the re-etherizing is ensured, Please secure thine own air-aspected ethereal mask before attempting to secure the air-aspected ethereal mask upon any younglings. At the finale of this presentation, I must remind thee that this flight is deemed a non-smoking flight. Fending, striking, maiming, scouting, aiming, casting, or healing any smoke-aspected ether detectors is prohibited by Eorzean law. For our vessel has become besieged by one eldritch horror. We are never flying Spirit Airlines again. Birds, a storm of buzz, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This episode of Storm Buds, we go beyond the Great Wall to start a revolution. We get absolutely destroyed beyond the Great Wall for trying to start a revolution. And we give up and go instead on a nice vacation to what is definitely not Korea. Yep. That's what we're doing today on Storm Buds. Well, I, I'm your I'm your host. I'm your Warrior Flight. How do we do this podcast? I don't know. I'm your Warrior of Light, Jerome Barbatsis, and I'm joined by my co-warrior of light, Alex Hambrock. Say hello. Hey, season three. Is this Storm Buds three? do Storm Blood. Okay, yeah, we're doing Storm Buds doing Storm Blood. Buds, blood, buh bu- Oh, well. Um if you are new here, this is a Final Fantasy XIV recap podcast. We will be covering this episode. We'll be covering um, the first sort of chunk of Stormblood. So 4.0, we're in it. We're here. Um, we last it. episode, we rolled credits on you know, Heaven's Word. We said goodbye to Papalimo. We said goodbye to Ida and hello to Lise. <laughs> 
We and said we, goodbye to Minfilia? And when we also said goodbye, we did say goodbye to Minfilia, question mark. And then we also said hello and goodbye to both Omega and Shinryu. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're losing science faster than regaining them at this point i, I do so, wonder yeah. like three expansions from now how many are left well we'll find out um the so the premise up until this point um has been that there is uh an empire that has been sort of terrorizing and oppressing this region of alamigo they kind of started to encroach on eorzea but we fought them back in a realm reborn and now after getting the support from ishgard and heavensward we're kind of uh, forced circumstantially into starting to look into uh, taking 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 Alamigo back from the Empire for the sake of stopping uh, and making sure that a primal threat that is somewhere in Alamigan territory we don't know is dealt with. And also, I gather, or the, I, I hope, I hope we're headed this way. Like that, Alamiga represents kind of a staging ground for the mm. Garleans to do their sort of incursions on Eorzea. And if we can reclaim it back, hey, we push back their territory a little bit. We get to reclaim more of the continent. Everybody wins except Everybody for the Garleans. Wins. Everybody wins except the Garleans. Um, but before we get too far into that, let's talk about our side quests. We'll do we'll do a little bit of a. I've heard I've heard some feedback that people like also do kind of want to like a couple of people are like like the side quests. But what about what about also in Final Fantasy fourteen? So I'll start um uh and w- i'll do my side quest in two sections with outside of the game of final fantasy 14 i finished two games notably um i finished case of the golden idol oh i've heard that's great it's actually very good it's very good um puzzle adventure it's kind of a it's a, it's kind of a point and click adventure game but not really like you're not moving anything around you're just like clicking and finding clues um and then kind of sort of logically piecing things together in a little text thing um that was that was really fun. Uh, try I suggest it if you like that kind of thing. I also finished a run of the Forgotten City. Um, Forgotten City, if you're unfamiliar, was a Skyrim mod that is now its own game where like you are um, thrust sort of in this situation where like you're back in time and you find like a, a, an isolated Roman city. Right, this is a time loop game. It's a okay. time loop game, yeah. And you have to figure out like who, like somebody is like causing this time loop to happen. And you have to figure out. It's just it's a time loop game. You figure out what's going on with the with the loop, and you try and break it. Basically, right? Every other time loop game, mm-hmm. Outer Wilds does the same thing. <laughs> um, so those are my out of Final Fantasy fourteen side quests. In Final Fantasy fourteen, most of my side quests are done, but I, I achieved a couple. I achieved. Well, the the biggest thing I achieved is that I have acquired all of the triple triad cards from numbers one through three twelve, which means I got my triple triad card mount, <laughs> and it plays the triple triad music, and it's lovely. And I've been working on that for a couple years, and I'm done with that. What is a triple triad mount? The triple triad mount. It's a it's a card. It's a card. <laughs> it's a card. Like Yu Gi Oh style. You're just flying yeah, around up there. Yeah, just flying like... around a card. Okay, it's great. <laughs> it's all I wanted. Does it have a second seat? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, get your own get your own card um that about does it for me uh, i've just been otherwise working on reputation daily stuff in in game uh tell us what about you what have you been up to alex i mean i haven't been playing a ton of new games like mm. just life's been really busy lately i have continued chipping away at pentiment, pentiment though yeah. i continue to find it really sort of impressive like the degree to which it's like you're rolling your eyes <laughs> 
No, I just I just took a huge sip of tea that I just saw like catch on the thing. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to cut that out later. But oh. now I can't. <laughs> pentiment then. I mean I'm a few hours more into Pentiment and I'm just increasingly like no, impressed by the the very grounded nature no, of the I'll characterization. Check it out eventually. Um yeah, I just had I had two similar games. Yeah, the, like Golden Idol, I also have a meeting to check out because mm-hmm. I've been hearing really good things. But no, Pentiment just, it, it's its shockingly good at just giving you conversations and dialogue with people that sort of like, that feel realistic to sort of them being human while also being people who live mm-hmm. in, I don't know, 16th century Bavaria and the way that they deal with the world around them. And it correctly like recognizes that like people weren't stupid back then. They thought about the world in different ways, but they were just the same, just as human as you and I are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just it's really impressive sort of dialogue and atmosphere so far. Cool. So I've been really enjoying that. Absolutely. In the game, I haven't been doing much extra content lately mm-hmm. aside from like my dailies. Although we did, we did never talk about the astrologian uh, uh, job quests, which oh, I no, did end yeah. up doing. Oh, those are great. <laughs> they, they are. They're so funny. <laughs> You're just constantly running around being like, why won't people let us spread our version of like astrologian mency? Yeah. So the, uh, do you mean, do you want to go give it, give it a, give it a summary? Honestly, I think you'd give a better summary, but I'll add commentary. Okay. Uh, yeah. So astrologian is a class in the game. That's a healer class and they heal, they basically heal with like tarot cards and space stuff. And they're like fortune tellers. Um, uh, you know, and psychics in, in a lot of cultures are considered a form of heals, healers. Uh, so they just kind of gamify it. Um, in this game, there are two forms of, there are two schools of astrology. Charlian, uh, which is kind of the scholar, like the, the place where all the signs of the seventh honor are from. And um, Ishgardian, which is the dragon town. And the which... Ishgardians, the Ishgardians basically just use it as a, like a means for war and they use it as a means to predict dragon movement and nothing else. Yeah, and like, and the, the Shalians are like, we can also do real magic with it. You get that, right? And the Ishgardians are like, that's heresy. <laughs> it is only used to predict the future. We do not want to use it to... There are a couple of really, really funny characters. Like, the 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 kind of receptionist or the person that you, like, end up talking to most is just a total fucking nitwit. This asshole. He's... <laughs> What's his name? Jeannequiard or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Jeannequiard. Jeannequiard. Yeah, Jeannequiard or something. Um, and Lady Lady Laviva is excellent. Just oh. the thing I remember. There's two things I remember most about that that question. You're up to like level sixty now, so we're t- we can just talk yeah, about yeah. One is um, there's a moment where you're on a battlefield and you're demonstrating to Guardian soldiers that you can heal them, and you're casting Aspected Benefic. But with each cast of a, on a, upon a soldier, the urgency <laughs> in the quest text grows oh, greater and yes. greater. <laughs> So it's like cast aspected benefic. Continue casting aspected benefic. Please, why aren't you casting aspected benefic? Yeah, this is great. I remember exactly this. It's out of like the like the wintry bits north of Ishgard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another part where you are um, in like a really slow chase scene, <laughs> and you have <laughs> you're like having to like tail somebody. I don't remember the the exact. Definite, but like the, there's this showdown that's going to happen at the top, at like the northern bits of the Kirtha Central. Oh, yeah, and it's all the, the people dressed up as the one witch lady, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like dressed up as her, and they're all like really slowly running with their weapon out while like the chase music plays in the game. It's, it's an absolutely buck wild, ridiculous quest line. <laughs> yeah, and like the stakes are like 
medium in terms of like there's this girl who wants to spread Charlian astrology and she's supposedly been sent here, but actually it turns out that she hasn't been sent here and she's a renegade. Mm-hmm. And then like the Charlians are like, no, get back here. You can't reveal our secrets. And she's like, but I want to reveal our secrets. Oh, and- yeah. That does give you the hint of the secrecy. And the, the, the general gist is you have to unlock all the different seals in the sky. You have to go whatever, whatever, who cares? Which <laughs> That's not the fun part. Should have been tied to like ability unlocks, but whatever. I think it was at one point, maybe, probably. I probably, think, yeah. I, I know, was, I, like They used to do that shit. I don't know, maybe not. I, I know this class got retooled a bunch. I know, it used to be a lot more complicated, I gather. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, we're not going into that. Okay. Uh, that should do it for side quests. <laughs> That's a good one to bring up. Yeah, we never, we never did talk about that because we had too much to going on. But this episode, we're going to keep it we're gonna keep it 100. We're gonna just get to the good stuff, right? Right. Here right. we go. Main story recap. Beyond uh, the Great Wall. Beyond the Great Wall is the first quest. Take us away. All right. So we are, you know, picking back up after the end of the last patch. I assume some indeterminate amount of time has passed, and you know, um, Alphano basically, um, or sorry, news has arrived basically from the Alliance and Raban and all the rest, and they're saying, you know. This decision we've made to like take part of this big wall the Garleans have built to block off their territory, that could look like the Alliance is preparing to invade, which would probably escalate hostilities with the Garleans even further. So instead, we're just going to, as we always do, punt all the actual dirty work to the science of the Seventh Dawn and send them in as sort of special agents to take care of some stuff on the other side. Hooray! Because the goal is basically the Eorzean Alliance will only go in and try and liberate El Amigo if they feel like they have buy-in and consensus from the people of El Amigo that they actually want them there doing the liberating. Which, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's pretty fair. <laughs> it's pretty fair to just be like, hey, do you actually want us to do this? I think certain certain nations could learn from that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they didn't play Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> and, and Elise is like, absolutely, I can do this. You know, I'm connected to this place. I'm from here originally. Mm-hmm. Send me in. And so we, we've got our crew to go in, which is Alphano, Alice, Yastola, Elise, and Kryle. Yes. Cool. And uh, um, as we're pre- preparing to leave, Yugiri and the big dude's name I keep forgetting. Gosetsu. Gosetsu. They, uh, <laughs> they apologize for not being able to join us because they have their own work to do and it's time to return to their homeland. Yeah, they're doing which, that. They're doing that thing that they they did. They'd mentioned before. And now they're going to go do it. Well, didn't like three quests ago? Didn't they come to the conclusion to stay here and help us? Well, to deal with the dragon threat. And now the dragon threat's like, well, all right. Now we're gonna. You guys got this. Okay, it was just for that. They're, yeah, they're going to help us, but they're not going to help liberate Alamigo before they go help liberate their home. <laughs> really. And Anyway, it's time for us to go stoke the fires of liberation across the occupied yeah, territory. But before we do, Tataru does give Lise a, a, new, new a, new, a new vest, and she punches the air a bit. Wow, cool. That was important. It's. I, I'm glad that she looks different from Ida now, just to like. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Distinguish it. Also, it's, like she's not wearing that like level ten <laughs> <laughs> armor. <laughs> yeah, this should actually protect her in combat. No, it won't. What? <laughs> it's by the standards clothes. of fantasy it's less, armor. It's for women. It, yeah, it protects still. her legs. Okay, which is what she does all but the time. She always had. With. She always had the. She basically got a new vest. She always had the red legs. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, you're she's right. got a red vest now. Anyway, uh, some exposed thighs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was my bad for talking uh, talking about something that's not important. I had a note about it here. It was important. It was extremely important. Uh, Lise takes the lead, and she's our narrator now. And she, I guess, she was our narrator before. No, no Papalima was. Before. Yeah. So she, she's a narrator now. Dead. And as we're gonna pick up on here, she's like narrating as if she's speaking to Papalima, which is sweet. Yeah. He can't hear you. No, he can't. Well, mm, I don't know how ether stuff That's works true. in this game. Maybe he can. Anyway. Okay, anyway. 
least takes the lead. But the point is, we get on the other side. Raban is already set up there. They've skirmished a bit with the Empire, but no real conflict has broken out yet. Time for us to go track down some Alamegan resistance leaders and get them to agree to our help. So we just follow the quest markers to a zone. Uh, we just follow them to until we get to a zone called Rowler's Reach. Yeah. We cross a river. We, we, we see a bridge. Do, we, you, there's a, there's a, we cross a river. There's a little moment where, where Alizé is kind of, if you, if you notice, Alizé is kind of comforting Alpha now a bit. Being like, there, there. It's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that, but that's good. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so the there's also a little moment along the way where she says you're wondering about that tower to the south and she talks about this castle that was like you know this very obvious kind of foreshadowing like ooh, there's this thing that we're that's kind of looming over us the garlean empire always rubbing it in our faces but honestly no i wasn't because it was foggy and nighttime and you could not see it in the cutscene. <laughs> so she's like you're wondering about that tower to the south and the camera pans and it's just like pitch black <laughs> oh my god oh it's so, it's so funny like, no, i gotta go no, that tower <laughs> I, honestly, if that tower is as visible as it was to me, we should not be having them drop the illusory rocks that they're going to drop here in a sec. Oh, because no. like that tower can see everything. <laughs> this rock seat. The, the, so hey, there's this. There's this. Spoiler like, alert: The Garleans are going to find this place later, and I like, wonder how. Yeah, like there's some. The reach seems blocked by some boulders. It's just a glamour. Yeah, whatever. We'll just dispel it and then leave it open. Nothing could possibly come from that. Just hit your sword and/or dodge roll against it, and it will vanish. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Oh, hey, we get in there and we meet uh, the first person we run into is Mefred, right? I think so. Is it Mefred or is it Conrad? It's what? Conrad or Mefred or one of the two. Whatever. Yeah. We get in there. We see the Rulgar's reach is like, ooh, gets in more narration. It's like this little, it's, it's like this like rebellion camp under a giant statue in the ruins of like some Alamegan stuff. Yeah, it's cool. So we meet up with Mefred, Conrad, and Monago. As members yeah. of the Almegan Resistance. And Elise tries to awkwardly explain the whole bit where she wore her sister's mask and pretended to be her for a long time. And Conrad's like, lots of people take up fake names to fight the Empire. Which You're is fine. true. It's true. So, okay, in retrospect, so like, I know I st- don't like that reveal and I still kind of don't like it. Um, but like, remembering, um, like, this isn't, that's not like the first time somebody's done that in this universe. And even like in the, the covering of our podcast, like, uh, Nail Van Darnus is actually. Uh, not nail nails the man a man's name and nail but like his younger sister took up his name and then continued the conquest of Eorzea oh, yeah. and the bahamut and stuff so like everyone recognized that that being said like said it still is it, I, I, I still would have liked a little bit more foreshadowing of that reveal but whatever whatever but like it's yeah it was like okay that that they gave me a couple like a bigger minder like oh yeah I, that people do that here like and i get the sense they're kind of trying to like sweep that whole thing under the rug yeah, at this point true. and be like yeah, yeah whatever so. she's least now going forward <laughs> anyway alphano pitches our whole um plan to conrad and conrad is pretty underimpressed and he's basically so the alliance wants to avoid direct conflict with the empire so they want to do so by proxy using our vastly inferior forces and he's like We'll think about it. So <laughs> he and his advisors mm-hmm. go off to think about it while we uh, get to look around the camp and understand, you know, what this resistance camp is like. Basically, we get a little tour and um, two quests later. Uh, well, there's some like you go and you run, read the inscription on Ralgar's Reach. Ralgar, if you don't remember, is one of the, the 12. So this is a shrine to uh, the god of lightning and 12 and fists, I guess. Fist lightning. Um Storm of Blood, 
some stuff. So he hits the ground, splits the world in two. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Great. It's a poem that I made a note I was going to look up here later, and then I didn't. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, y'all can do that if you want. If you <laughs> Next quest is a bargain well, straw. <laughs> one other thing. Interesting note here, though. Like, yeah. Least does make the point that less less than half the people here actually are Alamegan. There are people who are Hellsguard. Oh yeah. There are people who are Seekers of the Sun. Uh-huh. There are even some Beast people, some of the Anada. And it's like that points to a larger sort of like network or organization of like different types of resistance happening across the Empire, not just in Alamigo. Yeah. I am curious if we'll get to find out more about that later. Also worthy worth pointing out that the beast the Ananta are considered people. Yeah. It's like, you pointed out immediately, it's like, maybe, hmm, maybe it's just Eorzea. Yeah, it's like, every time we leave Eorzea, the beast tribes seem to be more human. And treated better. Yeah. Where where else did we see it? We saw it in, wait, did we, have we left Eorzea? Because like, tech, oh, um, the, the dragons. Oh, the dragons. Yeah, yeah. they considered, <laughs> yeah. They considered the Nath to be more people. Yeah. Or, oh. No, sorry, the Vath. Yes. Oh, and, and uh, sorry, the point of the poem, I think, is that like their entire culture is built around some belief in a coming day of inescapable strife and right. sorrow for which they must make oh. their minds and bodies strong. And it'll shear, duh. Oh, and it'll duh, shear. Duh, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone, it's just like, it's literally just ARC. Everywhere outside of like the Alliance national yeah. Yeah. coverage. Yeah, sorry. I just was like, there was one like really obvious one I'm forgetting. Um, anyway, yes. So this at this point, after they, they, they give us the decision that, like, yeah, okay, we really need the help and, like, whatever, like, sure. But, but important but, caveat, they can only speak for themselves. So, so like, they're going to have to go around and ask all the other resistance cells if they're going to also participate. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, no guarantees, right? They're just going to – they can go make the request, which they'll do, but there's no guarantee anyone else is going to want to also sign on to this. Right. So at this point, the quest splits up into two. We're going to cover – I'm going to do the Monago quest part uh should we do that that one's like more important let's just do it first yeah okay it's shorter as well it's like shorter and more important but whatever well they're both they're both so they're all things but like people are gonna okay i'm excited to talk about i'm just excited to talk about this um so the first quest is a friend of a friend in need um we gotta go give the formal reply to mr raban so we just get back and we run into some run into some imperials and we kill them and Minago's like don't feel bad about killing these imperials in case you were feeling bad about killing them especially not the ones in the machines <laughs> they could wipe out a whole they've wiped out like 50 people in like a second or whatever like they try they, they just give us a moment to instill a little bit of fear which the empire she says something else here also though which is that like a lot of these patrols are just sort of like conscripts from other parts of the empire that have been pushed out here with no training and no yeah. sort of like preparation and it made me wonder like is the empire actually kind of weak like is this actually the right time well, to do this possibly right this is a big i mean it's a big thing but also like like remember the empire- what we just saw like they're, they're 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 weak but they are still one empire right they still like they're able to bring tremendous force to bear on a point. If they put the resources yeah. like towards something, they can put overwhelming force on the ground in a spot. But like if they're if they're kind of like resorting to like populating all of their like patrols on the, the periphery of their territory with like raw conscripts with no experience or anything, yeah. like that is not point to like. It seems like they're ruling through terror and fear as we're mm-hmm. going to see more effectively than they're ruling through actual sort of like you know yeah consistent occupation yeah yeah i think that's a good point and i think also it makes for good storytelling because it, le- it 
gets our guard down at this point. Kind of like, oh, maybe we can get this done. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, oh, yes, actually, giving what comes next. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Signed, seal to be delivered is the uh, next quest. Monaga gets a little starstruck because Raban is still like a local hero, um, The which is cute. But uh, the Girabanians are... Um, so like the Girabanians at the table, like the, the, the thing like happens, right? Like the thing, the, the kind of negotiations happens. Those so it was it's Monago and who else is at the table that's Garibanian? I know I can't remember. Like who is the the actual Alamegan? Raban is there. Raban is there. Monago's there. Somebody else is there. Is it Pippin's con- there? Pippin's there. Somebody's like skeptical because of the Gri- Griffin's bullshit. Oh, hold on one sec here. Um, that's the note. I, I, have. I have I have Alice as being skeptical. That doesn't was sound it, right. Was it? I don't know. Somebody was. Um, no, that that doesn't make sense, right? But was it was Conrad? Conrad wasn't there. Notes, everyone, take them better than I do. Listen, this is okay. No, note taking aside, this is the most notes I've ever taken on an episode. <laughs> like, I'm really trying here. Um, somebody is skeptical at this table, and we have to kind of talk them through about this and it's like okay yeah pippin comes up pipes up at this point pippin has a plan pippin's like okay yeah you're right we should so how about we instead of talking about this like inspire some hope in the garibanians oh you know what monago just says that everyone in garibania is like gonna be hard to recruit because of the griffin i was just gonna say no this is actually the thing that's missing about this is like what's gonna be relevant for all the rest of this is that the whole stunt the griffin pulled with like trying to pull off this yeah and then attack everyone, on the wall died. And everyone dying it's really kind of dampened enthusiasm for the resistance in alamigo Fucking ill bird people God, are sucks. people at this point are like uh, across the board over the course of these next 10 yeah. 15 quests or so we're just going to hear over and over that people yeah. are like i am not going off to march to die in at the feet of the empire the way that everyone who literally just did that exact thing just did oh yeah it was uh that was brutal yeah so they have to address that. So Pippin pipes up. He says, well, how about we kill some Garlands instead? Have a token instead victory. Of like, instead of just like not, why don't we just, as the immortal flames, make an attack? Like we do have to, we have to inspire some action. We can't just rely on this proxy shit. We need to show that the Garlands are vulnerable, right? Yeah. He tried to show them. So great. We have an opportunity to do so. There is a, um, we have intel of a patrol coming through with, um some valuable magitech some prototype prototype that we want to Mm -hmm. intercept and the next quest is best served with cold steel and if you are a veteran of this game you will you will never have forgotten this quest because this quest goes by another name online this quest goes by the name raban extreme (laughs) (laughs) what the um at the time of 4.0's launch it this the duty servers failed disastrously getting from the way the architecture of the game is you have your overworld servers and then you get your character kind of repopulated into their duty servers to accompany the special scripted events where nobody else is the duty servers not only were they overwhelmed at the start the north american servers since they were vulnerable they were suscept- they were compounded um with ddos attacks and this lasted for days oh geez. people were form like people were like starting to form like even though it was ineffectual it's just sort of like a causal or correlational kind of thing people were forming lines i have a picture here of one line <laughs> oh my god i'm going to zoom in a bit 
This is a lot. Yeah, so like the quest giver is here. People are forming lines. It's just a queue. It's just a it's queue. It's just a queue. Of... And, like, and the people are just like patiently waiting. Here's another line that Characters goes across in this the... video game. <laughs> Characters forming a queue as if they're getting into a nightclub. This is old stuff. Here's old Titaneggy. Did... You, you can see that this is of the time because summoners don't have Titaneggy anymore. Did this do anything? Did no. Queuing... <laughs> what? Okay. Because people were dead. They were just like, well, fuck it. We can't get in. Right? I just, okay, I guess. And like, see if this one guy gets in. Like, no one could get in. Like, well, at least, like, the very least, like, the thought was that, like, oh, it's just, like, overwhelmed. So maybe if we go in one at a time, like, it won't be that bad. But because it was DDoS, we're getting denial of service, it didn't really matter. Um, uh, as for the actual cutscene, it was, uh, it is. But Wait. yeah, this is infamous, and you can just Google Raban Extreme. Why is it called Raban Extreme? Because he was the person that you talked to. Oh, to go, okay. So like, you would just go up to Raban. Got it. Um, got it. Got it. Okay. The yeah. So this was this is infamous. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a bonding moment. I remember this, and then I was like, well, I guess I can't do the MSQ. I guess I'll start gathering. <laughs> like all I could do is just run around in the in the in the fringes and just gather a bunch of um, blood hemp and make it. I made a quick couple hundred thousand i guess off it sure why not i was like well can't do the msq may as well level up a red mage or whatever because th- that started 10 levels below that was their well, yeah plot the whole time to get everyone into the crafting system to crash yeah, the economy kind of um so as for the actual cutscene, we run up to this rogan guy that we drove off at cartno in the past patch yeah big dude has a big hammer dude, big gr- green green art is his name green art it's green art um we fight him off we destroy the thing um neither of us failed that duty at all definitely did not have it definitely neither of us failed by letting lsa die that didn't happen (laughs) nobody in this room let lsa die nope nailed it first time it was great Mm -hmm. um and we also get our first mansion after um after we kill everyone and he runs away he the green gives our first mention of xenos yes okay so we're set, so we now know we now have heard the name Xenos. Have we not heard the name Xenos before? Don't believe we have. Wow. Okay. I just assumed Xenos was some Garlean who I was introduced to like back in like ARR and just forgot nope. about. Nope. Okay. Nope. No. Nope, no. Nope, no. Nope. Varus we knew about, um, but we did not know about Xenos. We're gonna learn more about Xenos. Xenos seems like a bad dude. We let him run away because we suck. I guess you know whatever. Let's go tell him. Well, it's, Shot him. It's anime rules. It's anime rules. Follow-up quest. Uh, let your hearts fill with pride. Okay, good job. We did it. <laughs> Yay. Um, there's a mention here. So, like, okay, we, t- we t- take that victory, and there's a mention here that, like, okay, great. This is, like, the first time that Grid- the nations of Gridania and Alamigo, or I guess, uh, fought, you know, cooperated ever since the Autumn War. Did you pick up on the Autumn War? No, I mean, I noticed the mention. I don't know what it is. So the Autumn War, for context, I think most people probably don't know what this is if they just played through the MSQ. This is a military conflict between Gridania and Alamigo in the years, uh, in the sixth astral era. So sometime before the seventh calamity, like um, about a hundred years ago. Okay. Um, Recent enough memory that people like have opinions about it. Yeah. The, um, the old mad king, Alamigo of Alamigo. Oh, yeah. Oh, this he thing is okay. the guy that's he. He kind of wanted to start his own empire, um, and so he was trying to encroach upon Gridania. They, um, the long story short, the, the, he invited like the a leader of Gridania, not not like a seed seer, but like a military leader over 
of Gridania over. He poisoned him. Um, and then what happened was that, like, sound so like, he had, a, yeah, he had a plan to lure the army in and trap them or whatever. And then like the Gridanians, uh, uh, general's son just like took the army into El Amigo and then it was a huge bloodbath. Not great. But um, long story short, uh, because of Gridania's failure, then the re- the other two city-states came to help and this led to the formation of the Eorzean Alliance. Oh, uh, okay. So that's like the for- It created the, the balance of power between the three cities. Actually, the four city-states. I forgot Ishgard was also part of it and then they like left and rejoined. But also like it explains why people are like, there's there's enough recent history about people not being thrilled with Alamigo. Yeah. And also uh this resulted for some reason in the adoption as of Gil as a universal currency between those nations. Of course. So you gotta get on a universal currency standard. I don't know why the Alamigans or the, well, I guess I I guess the Garleans don't use Gil. I don't know what they would use, but how else would you exploit fantasy Greece? Basically. Cool. So that's just a bit of context um, that they like briefly mention. If you're interested in that, you can, there's probably some writing about it, but it's not really mandatory for understanding. I, but that's what this podcast is about. Damn it! Additional context. Do you do you research that lore ahead of time, or you just have all that in your head? No, I researched it. I look okay. at this. It's obviously copy pasted from the wiki. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. But that like yeah, I, I understood. I, I I got a grasp of it and then put it into my own words. Um, neat. But yeah, so great. Good job. We did that. We got a small victory here, and then we're going to plan to um, possibly take that castle later. Moving yes. on, um, that's the end of this chain. We go back, and we, we then go back to Ralgar's Reach, and we start the other half kind of of this MSQ called the Mephrid chain. Mm-hmm. Um, a familiar face forgotten is this quest. Yeah, and like we meet this guy, Mephrid, and the first thing he asks is if we remember him. And I did not, but I told him I did. I did. <laughs> So Mefred's the guy that we healed um, in Quarry Mill in East Shroud. He was poisoned and we went and got some antelope horns for him or whatever when no one else would because the Gridanians are not too pleased with Alamegan refugees in their nation. Wait, if that's him, then who was the guy who was the Griffin's right-hand guy who was the fake Griffin? Didn't we also save him in Gridania? There were three people. Oh, there were three there people. There were three people there, yeah. Okay, got it. Wow, we just like, <laughs> they're all turning up now. Yeah, they're kind of all, yeah. I think Mefred was the actual person I don't know. Email us if we're, if I'm wrong. Who cares? You can Google it. I might, I'll just say it. He was the person we saved. Maybe sure. Okay. Why not? I can't remember the. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was there and he's like grateful for us. And we're like, yes, we definitely remember you. Or no, you have a choice. It doesn't really affect. It's not like he just like abandons you. If you're like, I can't believe you don't remember me. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> <laughs> but what he wants us to do is come with him on a recruiting mission. He's yeah. going to do one of his usual sort of trips to a local village to be like, hey, send your sons and daughters to come fight in the resistance. So on the other side of Rogger's Reach is a different zone called the Peaks. Which is very cool. I love this zone a lot. Cool. Good. Um, I think it kind of, it definitely looks, there's a lot going on kind of when you're looking up at it, for sure. There's all these like military structures that are like super kind of out of place. Well, And it's also like, but, it, it's like, the american southwest slash like mexico like it's a lot more like a very different biome from the very sort of like kind of european fantasy stuff that we've been getting back in eorzea for the most part i think the fringes does a good job unlike so i noted here that the fringes like has this like blend of like the forest side on the left closer to the black shroud and then once it gets into garabania it gets deserty and 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 um there's bluffs and canyons and things like that 
I wish there was something like that for Kurthis too, because it's mm-hmm. just like suddenly you're a bit in, abrupt. Like, yeah, it's just like you're like in forest and suddenly you are in snow. I was like, there could have been like a little bit of a forested part, sort of. There's like trees, I guess, but not really. I don't know. It doesn't. I think they learned from that and they did a better job in this expansion. Um, moving forward, um, Lise remarks on the big tower, big Garlean tower, and uh, also that this is uh, we're heading up to Alagana, her hometown. Yeah. Where we're hoping to, basically, the fact that some young men have recently died due to the Empire, we're hoping will make them sympathetic to sending us some more young men who will probably die by the hand of the Empire. What could go wrong? Uh, yeah. Um, and also, but the days of just walking into the village square and like announcing that we're looking for recruits are over, though, because the Garleans have this place under enough of a lockdown that anything too overt is probably going to bring down uh, yeah. you know, the, the eye of the Empire. And so we get to the, the prodigal daughter, which is basically we get to the village and we talk to the, the shopkeeper who's also the leader of the village. And he's like, no, the griffin came through and took a lot of our young people and they all died. You're n- we're not sending anyone else. Yeah. Uh, you have to leave. This is our home. And Lisa's like, fuck you. This is my home too. And he's like, oh, God damn it. You're Curtis's kid, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You can stay, but... But just look around. There's nobody left. Um, so we do what we always do, and we go try and butter them up to help us. We help le- all the villagers with their chores. Help the villagers with their chores in the hopes that they will then lend their bodies to the war. We help a lady with a bad leg get some stuff for her medication. Yeah, yeah, we, we help a guy who needs us to get something heavy from his brother across the map. We do Very that. far away when you can't fly. Yeah. Well, Wait, what's yeah. the term that they use for this the bag of rocks we have to bring back? Extremely, it was like extremely heavy or like unusually. I don't know. It's like un, unfathomably uncon- heavy, unfathomably heavy sacks, sacks unconscientiously and heavy just sacks. Just pick them up easily and teleport. teleport. Back. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, it turns out it is salt, pepper, and other ingredients for gunpowder, which they do smuggle to the resistance. So you know they're not doing nothing. Yeah, the um, fetch quests are done. Um, there's, we run into Elise talking with a very cynical youth who is super mad. I noted here, I'm like, man, he's a little too mad. I actually didn't remember who he was, but I was like, there's something suspicious about this guy. He's just, he's like, he's kind of like, I don't know if he's correctly mad at her, but he's understandably mad at yeah. her in the sense of like, where have you been for 20 years? You cannot just come back here after all that time, act like this is still your home, and act like you have a right to ask us to sacrifice ourselves. Which, yeah, sure. not unreasonable. But also, like, it's not like she hasn't been doing anything. Yes. <laughs> he, like, well, he doesn't know her. That's why I say it's not correct, because, yeah. like, he doesn't know her, but it's understandable what his reaction is. For sure. Uh, the following quest is a life more... Oh, no, that's oh. the life more ordinary quest we just talked about. The following quest is a color of angry Kaikern. At this point, a young woman runs into the village, says, Help! We've been kidnapped by the rat people! The police and the Zagarat! And they took the tribute with them! So they were going to go pay tribute to the Empire. Yes, they pay tribute to the Empire every month or whatever. and uh, A fifth of what they own. A fifth of what they own. Woof. Which, woof, 20% taxes. It's <laughs> pretty big. Uh, okay. Tax. So anyway, her brother got kidnapped by the Quaikern? 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 Rat fox people. Yep. Okay. And they took him to their base, which is in the Ziggurat, which is the Ziggurat is... upside down pyramid thing. It's cool. It is a weird, giant pyramid. The point is flat on top. Anyway, we arrive in time, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
they say it's their man flesh to eat, which gross, but we just fight our way to the top and we rescue him at the top and he's immediately like, Whew, oh boy, thanks for rescuing me. Okay, I still got to go deliver this tribute though or we're really in trouble and he rushes off and Lisa's like, I don't, hmm, bad feeling about that. I'm going to steal that man flesh line from my hinge profile. <laughs> so you let me know how that works. You let me know how many folks that swipe right on that. Do people swipe on hinge? I actually don't use it. <laughs> I... I I haven't used Hinge in like two years. Yeah, well, it's nice. It must be nice. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I have a girlfriend, which is a thing that you don't want. Uh, so anyway, we rescue the guy and he's like, oh, fuck, we got to go get the, the tithe. And we chase after him. Which brings us to the Black Wolves pups. Yes. Um, the We, we kind of head out... Um, we head like we hide behind sort of a side. We tail him. We yeah. tail him, but we don't get seen by the tribute collectors, who, who are apparently are the skulls. They're called the skulls. Yes, and like and they accost him, and they're just like, "You expect us to believe that this is really twenty percent of what you own? This is pathetic. What are you doing?" They start beating the shit out of this kid. Yeah, we're late. And and Elise wants to do the standard science of the seventh dawn thing here, which yeah. would be to jump in and kill them all. Uh-huh. And Mefred is like, no, you can't do that. Even if you take them all, the rest of like the Imperial forces will come for him and his family. They'll be put into hard labor or just executed. And it is interesting that yes. the game is sort of positioning like this is a new type of landscape. Under this level of like Imperial control, we can't just do the standard heroics of jumping in and like doing violence you know, and sorting it out later. We're not we're not connected to the government here. We can't just right, exactly. get away with killing some the mercs um also of note this is our introduction to the lady for dola mm-hmm. um we'll see a lot more of her a- the lady for dola and the skulls in general who are apparently are alamegans who have garlean citizenship and basically it's, act as the enforcement yeah arm. it's just really funny like referring to her as like some sort of nobility <laughs> the lady for dola the baroness for dola yeah we're gonna find out later that like these are like the children of Alamegan nobles who have been sort of like indoctrinated into being Garlean citizens, which boy, I'm interested to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. That sounds like your cup. That sounds like your cup of tea. Oh yeah, it is. Um, Homeward bound is the following quest. So uh, Raganfrid, the village elder is actually quite pleased that we didn't intervene. Um, Mefford says something along the lines of he, this guy can't believe he's luck. He's actually still alive after all of that. Yeah, like, seriously. He, yeah. Um, Oh, because Fordola calls them off. They're like, eh, whatever. It's, who cares? Let's go back. It's we're already late. Let's just go back and give this payment so that oh, no. there's some rules. Whatever. Cool. Anyway, um, they would have drawn a lot of aggro, as you mentioned. Um, then afterwards, they're like, well, thanks for helping out. Bye. I guess we can't help any. We can't really do anything. We, but on the way changed, out, but... nothing changed. But on the way out, the cynical guy and a couple of other youths who actually will join us. So it wasn't a complete wash. No, we got a few recruits actually. The four, the four, the 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 guy that was like a little too mad before. Boy, I, hmm, I, I am now reflecting what's going to happen in about three quests here, mm-hmm. and I hope that none of those kids just got stabbed. It's war, you know. Um, what can you do? At this point, I think. Uh, you have a pretty good idea of what life under imperial rule is like. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I know you were wondering, wondering if they were going to get into it, and they sure did. Oh, yeah, immediately. Um, next quest is where men go as one. Take us away with this one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... 
Anyway, Alphano uh, recruits w- uh, returns with some new recruits he got from the science themselves, and they're all eager to be part of this cause. Oh yeah, uh, Arnvald shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a he calls himself a half breed. Yes, I'll give him something to half breed. <laughs> I'm gross. I'm gross today. <laughs> we cut to the uh, to an Alamegan royal palace where the Garlean national anthem is being sung. <laughs> um. Is it the, it, it's 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 something so it's like they're opening a baseball game yeah this cutscene is a lot better the second time through i don't know it, it, because do i say it i think i do say it if you're paying attention this is not the theme that plays in garlemald though right oh interesting the okay theme is, because this so why suddenly is this theme wow what the fuck i can sing is this like just xenos or is it just this is like the alamegan theme oh it's the alamegan theme they've like fucked it to make it be like and garlemald is awesome Oh, that's so and fucked. I had no idea it was coming because, like, the first time I was like, yeah, whatever. This is like some weird. That thing. is such an act of cultural violence. That it's is like, so fucked. Oh, they took the Alamegan like theme, like the national theme. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're singing a bastardized version of the Alamegan national anthem as Zenos <laughs> leads a procession of troops through the assembled ranks towards the palace. Yeah, this is in the Alamegan royal palace. Back on the throne, our fuckboy Zenos uh, sits on his throne and is like, okay, so um, re- give me reports. And someone's like, their prototype armor got destroyed by rebels and Eorzeans. And the guy who was running it, who had a big hammer, he ran away. And Zenos is like, that guy gets to live, but he's going to be demoted out of the 12th. And his the person giving the report is like, Yes, a good punishment for someone who's a coward. And Xenos is like, you know who else is a coward? You, who was not there with him, and cuts his head off. Yeah, uh, not good. Xenos does not like it when people do not fight. No, Xenos apparently is, he's all in on war and bloodthirst. Uh Dude loves to be on the battlefield. Dude loves to be cracking skulls. And he's like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? You know? Why did we let that uh that that icon you know break through the wall? Why are we on retreat? Why have we let this rebellion like you know um get as, like as big as it has? Because we have not been aggressive enough on the battlefield at just going out there and killing them. So we're gonna dangle the promise of freedom in front of them to get them riled up, and then we're gonna crush them because that'll be fun. Was that his plan or was that Fordola's plan? Fordola has the details of oh, the yeah. plan. Fordola's, yeah, so she pipes up at this point. Anyway, you got details and she pipes up. And then one of the Imperials is like, whatever, Savage, you suck. You know, no one's going to listen to you. And Xenos, um, much to his credit, is above all that. No. <laughs> Xenos, is Xenos like- does not care at, at all about um, the the pomp and the circumstance and the order and the, the rules of the Garlean empire and say what you will about Xenos. He is a man of the proletariat. Yes. He is an, he is an equal opportunity fascist. He is absolutely. Um, he, it's, it's kind of, I think at this point, very refreshing to see kind of a villain. It's a different, that is, is a villain that is willing to fight you. <laughs> Yes. Also, man, I want to get Fordola's monologue at some point. Because, like, why is she here? Why is she putting up with this? Like, get that she was taken as a kid, but even mm-hmm. still, like, how, in her head, how does any of this make any sense? Right, yeah. Hoping we get that speech at some point. Okay. 
Anyway, cut back to the camp. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Zeno silences the other guy, not by killing him, but by silencing. I don't know. He says, "Shut up," and then listens to Fordola, who tells him something while the camera is panned away. Very cool. Um, anyway, uh, we get back to the camp after that that amazing scene. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Scene. Like, I just the first time I played through it, I did not think anything of it, and now the second time through, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get back to the camp and there's fucking four quests at once. And oh they my all god, suck! The, these four—they all d- suck. Pure fetch quests, just pure like run around the camp, get these skip. things. Skip. We're skipping them. The oh, they—they're just you know like building you up. Like you, you're helping the war, whatever. There's one where one guy drops some kind of line about that tells something about like his faith and how it works, and he walks off screen, and I'm just like, what do these people believe? How does any of this faith work? Whatever. whatever. Who are the twelve? No one knows. Crossing we, the Velodina. Yeah. So we go to we go back to camp. Okay. <laughs> That's the quest. The scions reconvene, and it's like, are we really all in on escalating this conflict? Because if so, you know to be a next a good next move? What if we captured an active cast room that had Imperial presence and used it as like a staging ground for further, you know, war? That'd be sweet. And I was like, okay, interesting. I'm I want to see how we're gonna do that. We've done stuff like this before back in Eorzea. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how we pull off this plan. And, and we meet with Raban and he's like, Great, yes, I'm also in. And <laughs> this is the bit where Al okay. Alistair's at a this little, point, it, yep. we are... Um, oh, no, yeah, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Alistair's a little uncertain of the cost of the operation, but it's like, you know what? We're going to proceed. We're going to go scout this place out, and when we get the warning that says, after, after this point, a number of cutscenes will play in sequence. Please set aside sufficient and, time. And crossing the Velodyna, for those who are um, veterans of this game, uh, you will also never forget that quest, because it is also known as Pippin Extreme. <laughs> For many of the same reasons as Raban Extreme. If you made it through Raban Extreme, you got gated again at Pippin. <laughs> it was awful. I actually did make it through Raban Extreme eventually, but I got <laughs> Pippin Extreme? Oh, man, that took me days. <laughs> Fucking sucked ass, man. Uh, but this cutscene's great. Yeah, we we're, we're scouting out the cast room, and we're like, hmm, could we infiltrate like this? And all of a sudden, there's loud cannon fire, and Ralgar's Reach appears to be on fire, mm-hmm. and the Link Pearls are jammed, and we rush back to the camp, and it's just fucked. Yeah, uh, we intercept uh, uh, a group of escapees of wounded uh, uh, with Arnvald and Kryl mm-hmm. uh, in tow. Um, they tell us kind of what's going on. Kryle offers to actually come back with us and sends Arnvald back with the wounded. Kryle is a healer. Look at that. Look at Kryle getting into the heat of battle and offering to help out. Kryle rules. What a nice, what a nice scion with an echo. It. I like her so much. <laughs> Kryle continues to be the best. Um, oh, she's great. Also, like it, it turns out, this was Fordola's plan, which at the time I thought was clever. But actually, now that I'm thinking about it, was her suggestion just, "Hey, what if we actually attacked the rebel camp where all the rebels are?" Um, I wonder, I don't, yeah, I wonder if that, like, she was the only one who knew about it. It must be something like that, because otherwise it's like, she's like, what if we attacked the camp where all the rebels are? And Xenos is like, that's amazing. We should attack the, the camp, camp where all the rebels like are. Some, like, there's some, like, there were, they offered some in-universe explanation of why they sure. can't see air airships, and then the glamours were in place, and, like, no Garlean would, would check where they were because they were like located amongst some Alamegan ruins, but she's not fully Garlean, so I guess sure she's got some knowledge. Whatever. Sure, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll retroactively explain it that way. Yes. Okay. And then um, 
she cuts down Mephrid, and then she and Lise fight, and then Zeno shows up, and he says that Lise shows some promise. But and then is empty, like shows a lot of spirit, but is ultimately kind of empty or lacking. And then he spins his sword barrel, which is like the chambers <laughs> of a gun, yeah. so that he can pull out a sword. <laughs> yep. Picks a sword from his sword, sword-o-matic. And then Lise runs right at him and tries to kung fu kick him. But he's wearing armor, so it doesn't work. Well, also, he just, like, yeah, he just doesn't move at all. He's, he's a big guy. object. Mm-hmm. And just kind of bats her away. And then Ishola runs in to save her with the magic barrier. Mm-hmm. And then Zenos cuts through the magic barrier with his magic or sword. And then he cuts down Ishtola. And I have a note here that says, did Ishtola just fucking die? Question mark, question mark. They showed that in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> did people really think that? I mean, we just... <laughs> We just, we just lost Papalimo. We just lost Papalimo. Anything could happen, but they showed that in the trailer, and I was like, "Okay, well, if they showed that in the trailer, he's not actually going to die from it." That was like they were. That's not the gag. Like they showed that in one of like the the promotional things, but still, like, yeah, um, that happens. Whatever. Okay. But it's fucking brutal. I don't like seeing my girl get cut in half. No, and like, and they they make the consequences of it pretty steep. Like she's healing for a while after this. Yeah. Um, okay. And the the fight after we we, we rush then in to rush help in, them do the duty kill save the people. Xenos attacks. Oh yeah, we, we perfectly the first time. Definitely nobody failed first time. Uh huh. Um, and then we run into Xenos, uh, who spies us. Kind of is like, well, we're, we're, like you don't for like. The um. Fordola is about to fight us, and Xenos is like, I want that one. That one's mine. And so he marches out, and we fight. And he slowly walks towards us. <laughs> and he has time. a lot of health. Yeah. And I was half and half on if I was meant to lose this fighter, if it really was going to just take like half an hour to chip him down. And you were like, ugh, should I just like give up or whatever? And I was like, people's lives are in the line. <laughs> Come on, f- fight. I can't. <sighs> It's like got so much health. Am I just supposed to lose this fight? Come on, <laughs> like you're, you're so. I uh, well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't help that we just had the conversation about my IL being too low, and so I was also just like, <laughs> oh, is this meant to be easier? And I'm just screwed. <laughs> anyway, point being, he in the cutscene he cuts me down, and then his sword breaks in half, and yeah. he calls me pathetic, and then they all march off just as Raban arrives and decides not to pursue him. Yep. Okay. And uh, everyone's like, okay, shit. Uh, healing magic for Estrola, healing ma- magic for Conrad. We just need to like stabilize them oh, and get yeah. them back to the infirmary. Uh, Kryle, if you are if you are in this moment a healer, Kryle has some dynamic text. It, uh, she is hovering over um, she's hovering over Estrola's li- uh, um, not lifeless but uh, unconscious is the word. Wow, body saying, don't just help. You're a healer. Don't just stand there gawping. You're a healer, which is really cool. If you're not a healer, I don't know what she does because I always, I think I've done it as a healer both times. I cast rays. You have clemency. You're pallid. I guess yeah yeah. Here have a thousand HP. Nice. Okay, but so the fires fight is the next quest where we find out that you know Mefred didn't make it. So like, but the, he was there's a charm that he was kind of clutching to as he died, mm-hmm. and we're given it to bring it to Conrad. I liked Mefred, which you know Conrad is pretty distraught about because Mefred was this young guy full of potential, and it's Conrad smart. feels kind of old and exhausted, and he's like, "Why do the young die while the old live?" Which happens in war. Mm-hmm. It's true. We should said the old to die instead. Yeah, th- that makes more <laughs> sense. 
Bereft of Hearth and Home is the next quest. It's no longer safe here, so we retreat to the occupied cast room back by the wall. Okay. Whatever. We hope we'll go find some medicine for some people. We have Yushola secured and stable. And then Divide and Conquer is the next quest. Right. In which basically, like, we take a pretty frank assessment and we're like, hmm. So the resistance is actually in no shape to fight the Empire. <laughs> Conrad's going to regroup as best as he can. But this whole plan we had about, you know, attacking that cast room and just generally the state of the Alamegan resistance right now, not not really happening. He also posits a couple of interesting. Well, he posits one question of like, why did he leave us alive? Okay, I guess we can't worry about it. But like, why <laughs> did he not just kill everyone? <laughs> That's I weird. I am curious about um, that. He also lets, I think he also mentions here that the skulls are, um, that were present are of the Black Wolf's doing. The Black Wolf, if you remember, is Gaius Van Belzar. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So he was the Gaius. one who's kind of like responsible for upbringing these kids, kiddos into the empires. Like, what? Like, yeah. I'd watch that one season anime. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, Anyway, Minago, um, yeah, Minago does something. She outbursts at this moment because that we shouldn't give up. But like, um, we kind of have to come up with a new plan of action. And Alfino mentions something about Xenos that he, uh, we capitalize on. That like, oh, actually, Xenos is the as the viceroy. He's kind of in charge of two separate parts of the empire. He's got this front here, but while he's here, like, he can't be in two places at once. And the other place he has to he's occupying or in charge of is doma yes and across we the have sea. contacts in doma <laughs> we do we get heroin from them we might be able to draw xenos away from here and re and then let the alliance and the resistance build up again while he's not looking by taking the war to his other part of the castle part of the empire the way that you explained it right there yeah made significantly more sense to me than however they explained it in the game that actually sounds like a good plan yeah. when i first encountered this in the game i was like this feels kind of sudden like they're just coming up with a reason why they want to shift us over to the actual content that they wanted to make for this expansion uh well they wanted to do to do both, they I want guess. To do both. Mm-hmm. yeah like that's that plan they, actually sounds like it makes sense well that's i don't know that's what i got from it <laughs> that's what i got like yeah if if we if if we if the empire is as as you say, intent on ruling by fear, and not but, necessarily and also by kind supplies. Of thin. But but mm-hmm. like, if it's just because of fucking Xenos is this omni omni threat or whatever, if we bring him away if, to his other um, charge, then the that buys the resistance time to build up. Okay, so we're actually gonna retreat out of. Um... So we're gonna do that. We're gonna. The only way we can get there though is by ship, because obviously we're not gonna just march through. Dar- Doma's on the other side of the fucking world, almost. Um, and we're not gonna march through the empire. And we can't do airships for reasons. Oh, they'll get shot down or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. So or we're gonna, we're gonna take expensive. a boat. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And so Kryle's like, "Look, I'll stay back here. I'll be the liaison to the resistance, and I'll watch over Yastola." And she's like, "Also, bring me a souvenir." Which, yeah, yeah okay, we'll absolutely, get, we'll get you a dome and snow globe. That'll be that'll be cute. Um, the next quest is lies, damn lies, and pirates. Good quest name. Um, in essence, we uh, since we're gonna take a boat, we go to Limsa Lomiza to try and secure um affordable passage that is discreet. Yes, so that the Empire doesn't track us. Tataru has been making these arrangements. Tataru has a plan to do just that, because Tataru uh, 
has gotten his passage on a pirate ship. She, um, in what is one of the one of the more underrated scenes of I think Stormblood does um, a little. Uh, uh, we all meet up with the pirate captain, Tataro included. And the pirate captain, when he grasps what we're actually asking for, is like, that sounds hella dangerous. Why would I help you transport people? Yes. And Tataro is like, well, uh, you know, it would be a shame if the, um, <laughs> the the Ishgardian nobles knew that, you know... Do oh, you want to explain it? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, she performs a, a light blackmail. Light blackmail. Light blackmailing in as much as Carvalhain Car- 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 is obviously not from Limsa Lewinsa. He has a very name like that. name. Um, and there is ta- one thing she learned while she was in, you know, gathering rumors and information in Ishgard was that one of the houses uh, lost their heir, <laughs> you know, at sea abruptly. And they've never, they didn't find the body or any record of him or, or the ship that went, it just kind of went missing. That's weird. <laughs> It'd be weird if, like, I don't know, maybe somebody knew, like, some new information came to light about that unsolved case, right? That'd be weird, right? That'd be weird. And the pirate captain is like, yeah, that would okay, be weird. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> passage, you got it. <laughs> Sounds good. So then, tales from the far east. We pop back to Rising Stones to ask some domans about what their homeland is like briefly, which, okay, we find out that they eat with chopsticks and they are very polite. <laughs> cool and very indirect not without incident we're all aboard our ship which is called the misery now great i don't, I don't know about you but like, it's like well a pirate... we're not aboard it yet we got to talk about something okay we, oh we... yeah <laughs> we're about to board the misery which is not a ship i would sign on for if i was a pirate no no, no no yeah no no um and as we um as we begin to board um the <laughs> we are met up with with our good friend Urianger, Urianger, um, in in his uh, infinite wisdom, has decided to come and give us uh, some really, really, really important um, words of something, words of advice. And at this point, based on past experience, I was expecting like I have discovered through careful research that Zenos's cousin is an Asian. That'd be weird. Uh, no, instead he just says something like, uh, "Look ye where the sun." Here's the text: "Look ye where the sun." God, I hope I just googled something. I was like, "Please don't be a spoiler." At least not. "Look ye where the sun doth rise. See crimson ember." The be- I can't fucking do it. Hold on. <sighs> oh, look ye where the sun doth rise. See crimson embers. <laughs> You're doing great. I can't. <laughs> I believe in you. Look, <laughs> ha! Look ye where this. It's just so stupid. <laughs> are we keeping all this in? Or are you gonna try and get one good take? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Look ye where the sun doth rise. See, I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do. It. <sighs> okay. Look ye where the sun doth rise, see crimson embers, darkening skies. Look ye where the sun doth fall, see as you're lost, sugma balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that was a little bit. <laughs> I think it was a little bit different. The, the version that I got. Maybe you got some class specific text in yours. But that's the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's and why I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> that's the gist of it. And it's like, oh, thank thank you for the poem. And then he's he's also like, I didn't just bring you a poem. I also brought Alice this oh, wicked yeah, sword. I also brought you this sword to this <laughs> to this seaport. Why not? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, isn't that a red mage rapier? And it's like, yes, turns out Alice is now a red mage. Alice uh, is pretty much a red mage, which we um, find out pretty shortly. Because once we're aboard the ship, it's nice and calm and perfect, and then it's suddenly very not. We're getting pulled off course by something, and there's nothing we can do about it. But Ella, <laughs> I will say, Ella says like, "Hey, well, like, whoa, there's nothing we can do. It's just a ship, right? We can't really pull this. If we're getting pulled by we're pulled." And Alice says, "Why not fire up those ceruleum engines you have stored below?" <laughs> I was like, "That's very astute observation based on information you should not have." <laughs> the pirate captain is like increasingly like this is like the worst job I've ever taken. <laughs> But so so we we actually arrive at is like we're like look we're being dragged through the water, there's nothing we can do about it, and so I think it's Alice who's like, well let's just like see where it takes us and then just deal with wherever it's taking us to, and it's like, yeah I guess okay, <laughs> so it takes us to it's like, it drags us to a cool dungeon. <laughs> we just have to beat up whoever did this. Oh yeah, the dungeon we do is the Siren Song Sea. It's the ship graveyard, yay. This is a trope that gets revisited every once in a while in uh, Final Fantasy games. Um, for, I want to say first appearing in Final Fantasy V, but it could be wrong. There could be one in like two or something. I can't remember. Anyway, it's a ship graveyard. Um, it is we first the first couple of trash packs are actually aboard, and we're fighting alongside Alize and Alfino, and and Carveline. I don't know. Carveline helps. Whatever. Um, and once we beat those ads down, oh, Lisa's there too. Elise helps. Um, she comes with us. Once we beat those ads down, we head off onto some some rocks, some jutting rocks. We fight this boss. Oh, I can't remember the name of the boss. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it is a big. Um, you you didn't you didn't like the look of it one bit. Nope. It was <laughs> it was a it was a big uh, tentacly kind of gooey. Not not the gooey one. Oh no, no the gooey the first like, one. Yeah, this one like is just a big like. It's a big, like, floating sea monster. Not, it's not a siren. It's like big, bulbous, big, huge eyes, face, kind of Majora's masky, creepy looking thing. It just kind of like drew everyone. No, did it draw everyone? In? Yeah, they drew everyone in, and then like cut half the arena off sometimes, and then like the vibes of this whole ship graveyard are just yeah. Bad. You just like get you just get tossed around, and um, uh, you have to dodge the AOEs, kill it. Um, we get we get past that, and then you actually see more like dead ships. <laughs> There's like something going on here that's just pulling ships in and taking them, and we fight a lot of skeletons, and uh, we fight a, the ghost of a captain of another ship. Oh, I just realized where all the skeletons came from. The, the ships? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think about it that hard. I would. I would have kept that to myself. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the the ecology of these dungeons rarely makes sense. I didn't. <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair point. We are fighting this, this this shade of a captain of a different ship who like cuts off more of the ship, and you have to get out of this black goop. Um, the goop, the goop. There's a bunch of goop everywhere. Uh, and then we get into this kind of little cave, kill some more ads. There's like a bigger mini boss um, that 
we have to that like seduces you and then draws you in and does an AOE if you don't interrupt it. It's pretty cool. Um, and this final boss is very interesting. This is like the this is the siren of this graveyard. It's different to. Did we do Pharaoh Sirius? Did we do the light? No, the lighthouse is optional. No, we haven't done the lighthouse. No, yet. the lighthouse is optional. The lighthouse was um, some it was a different zone in Limsa Limsa. Then there's yeah, like yeah. a fifty dungeon that's not part of the MSQ that you can do, but we didn't do it. Is it anyway, a good dungeon? It's yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah. should do it. You can do it if you want. Uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, this this boss does um something called morbid advance and morbid retreat, which like takes control of your character. Yeah, takes control of your character and moves them in a certain direction, and you have to preposition yourself to not run into the fire. <laughs> basically, when that happens, um, and it's cool. It's just a cool gimmick. That's co- and and this is the first time we hear the the Stormblood boss battle theme, which is Ooh, yes, miles. Uh, like I like Heavensward music, but like. Apart from that kind of later Heavensward dungeon music where they use that boss battle in like two different dungeons, this boss battle is a f- music is a fucking banger, and we'll be hearing a lot more of it. Uh, it's a great dungeon. It's really fun. I, I'm happy every time I get it in roulettes. Um, and once we're done with that, Alfido and the pirate come at the very last minute after we've done everything, and they're like, seems like you got it packed up. Let's great. go back. We can go. Yay. Um, at that point, we go back to the ship, and we are we basically just uneventfully travel all the way to uh kugani in the neutral nation of hingashi which is not doma so we're sailing to a port nearby because we can't just sail to doma no of course it'd be too easy it would be well that's the, the, the you know who controls all the ports at doma <laughs> it's the empire right okay you know fair point but they're pirates they gotta know how to like you know get us in like under cover of night Fucking where would the, we go, though? The Guardians got Hardy Boys over there looking after smugglers? But then where would we go? I don't know. We had Okay, whatever. We're going to Kugani. No, they made it very explicit that we're not going to Doma. We're going to go to, to the one part that's closest in Kugani, and we meet up. Um, actually, don't think there's we anything else yet. we do. No, no we, just, we don't. Like, we get drive? the cutscene. It's cool. It's fantasy Korea. And the, yeah, and then the, the quest is basically over. Which, interesting, like, lots of traditional, like, Korean architecture on mm-hmm. a very mega scale here. Oh, we'll also, talk more about it, yeah. Also, Art Deco? Like- yeah, very, <laughs> next 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 episode, we'll explore a lot more Kugane. You'll get all your crystals. You get to, you get to do all the thing. Um, but, one, yeah. Yeah, one last note here, though. I think this is the note at which um, I think Lise, like, ends by saying mm. that she wishes you could have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's where, where I finally like, was like, oh, she's, she's talking, talking to, to Papalino. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. cute. Uh, and that will just about do it for our recap section of um, the first kind of segment of quests and the first dungeon of Stormblood. I think this is for me a much stronger opening than Heavensward. Significantly, it has its it has its uh, patches of fetch quests which suck, but like the zones are better. The overall storytelling is a little better at this point. Like things are just kind of tightened up just a bit. Um, I really like this. I like this expansion. I will defend it to the death. Do people not like this one? People don't like this one as much. What really? Yeah, we'll find. I, I, okay, I'm into it so far. Yeah, no, I think I think it's I think it's better. Um, but we'll. And I'm not the only one that thinks it's better. But like, yeah, I think I think playing, especially the second time through, I'm liking it a lot. Um, and also like playing all through all of it concurrently is is nice to get the, the whole pacing of it because it's like it's hard to judge it's hard to judge sort of the experience of the main story quest when you are getting drips of it every six months 
playing through it a second time, mm-hmm. do you get a feeling playing through this first track of Stormblood content that like that the the authors of the story had a bit more of a sense of what they wanted to do with it? I think Compa- no, it, um, no. Like I think they, they knew where it was going. They knew where it was going when Compa- they started Heavensward. Uh, you, they, okay. they, they did know. They, I'm certain they knew. Okay, because like there are bits of Heavensward where I felt like it felt kind of like they were like, oh crap, we got to wrap this up now. Uh, closest I, plot line. Um. I think they knew that they had to do that, but in order to get where they were going, but they they knew where they were going. Okay, I'm certain of it. They're very certain of it. Like they, yeah, yeah. Pretty early on in the um in the expansion. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm excited to see where this all goes. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're playing through this a second time through, you will see like a dramatic shift of like story in like storytelling and direction between two i think maybe even a little bit before then like maybe maybe things started to kind of gel together around 2.555 like yeah i think once they started including the world at large i will say like the climax of arr with the dinner and raban and the poison and everything still kind of like a really high watermark in the story for me It's, it's, it's really good it's really good that that all came crashing down really nicely um, anyway, enough about that. Um, I mean, good question though. We have a couple of things to take care of. Obviously we have, um, first and foremost, some bills to pay, um, some, some prices to check. So we're going to go on over to the market board who is responsible for this episode. <laughs> Well, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, actually. Oh, no. You know, how many of those, like, online classes have you bought? Whether it's, like, from Udemy or Skillshare. We've all fallen for those sales, right, where we scoop I'm, up, like, cheap well, classes in tax evasion okay. or competition baking. Well, I mean, I don't know. I got good. I got good. Before I invested in this backbone, I did get good value out of wetter help for my scuba lessons. Those are really good. We were sponsored by them. That's true. But, like, I do. I guess I do have half of that that class left to redeem and i can't really get in the tub anymore um i just get, I get, I get yeah i get cleaned with a, a an automated mist from the ceiling i mean well and what i'm really hearing is that like the thing that you lack is time right like you lack the time no to... i've got shit tons of time <laughs> i just can't get out of my chair well the thing that i lack is time that's true and that's why you know this week we're sponsored by masterful Masterful has a new learning bed that transmits lectures and lessons from some of the world's top experts directly into your head while you sleep. Oh, is it backbone compatible? <laughs> I mean, it is. You know, it uses... Um, You might say, hey, wasn't this like a fad in the 80s? Didn't you watch a Simpsons episode about this? Mm-hmm. And you'd be wrong because you're a fool. This is uh, way different. Um, Those old systems merely used audio recordings and subliminal imagery that played while you slept. The Masterful Learning Bed, which is backbone compatible, uses suboral informatic conditioning techniques and sophisticated new developments in REM hacking. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It uh you know, um do you want to learn acting from Jonathan Taylor Thomas or like a uh, quantum physics direct from Mikio Kaku? Say say that name again? Mikio Kaku? Michio Kaku. Michio Kaku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I mean, I, I I guess JTT is better at acting than me. I certainly try. Look, they even have business courses that, that are like 10 days or 10 nights, rather, straight from the lips of Marvis Fletch, who's one of the first angel investors in Masterful. Oh, my gosh. Angel investors. I haven't thought about those in a while. Yeah. Marvis, Marvis puts money into winners, and he's mm-hmm. back in Masterful. That's That's fantastic. Wow. I can't wait to... 
have Masterful start uploading um, classes and knowledge into my dreams via my backbone. Um, if you're if this is your first episode of Stormbuds, I'm, and you're awaiting an explanation. <laughs> As, uh, uh, the explanation okay. is that you can try your Masterful Learning okay. Bed for one month free with promo code StormBuds over at Masterful.biz. You know, yeah, okay. Look, yeah, that's the explanation. You got it. Hey, if after that time you want to return it, they'll take it back. No charge, no hassle. But trust me, you're not going to want to. Absolutely. No. Uh, I don't, I mean, can you return it? <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. Oh, well. Um you know, speaking of speaking of full, I I do have my I have a couple of sheds still full of I can't eat anymore. If you could if you could on your way out take a like a couple of pallets of squash box boxes. Those have been piling up. I don't know if they're still good. <laughs> but this is this I mean, is getting to be our sponsors there is a couple of anti synergies with our sponsors I've noticed. I maybe shouldn't have bought into all of them. Look, gourds are pretty shelf stable. I'm sure that I can, you know, I can go That's turn true. them into. We did mention they were shelf stable. I, I did just get like a nine quart stock pot. I'm sure I can make several batches of soup. Okay, fantastic, good, yeah, that would be great. I'll bring it back to you. I'm not taking all that soup. You'll need to like drink the soup yourself. But I will Again, turn. I don't eat. <laughs> the The backbone provides informational nourishment. This is not sponsored by Backbone. I'm just stuck. <laughs> I think I can hook the soup up intravenously. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> our lives are so optimized now. I feel great. We get so much more done. We, our productivity is off the charts thanks to all of our wonderful sponsored products. That yeah, just, absolutely. They, make our, they, make, they turn our lives into focused knives of efficiency. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, just, I, I'm so grateful that we get to, we just have this opportunity to, to, you know, talk about a video game we love um, and, you know, get our lives improved while doing it that's that's really that's that's, that's really that's, that's just a just a nice thank you all so much for helping us you know getting the sharing your sponsor like sharing your interested sponsorships with us we did send out that form we did send out that form uh-huh and they, people people wrote in a lot of really cool sponsorships so you know don't don't we haven't gotten sponsored yet we you know we got it we got our uh we got our our feelers out we got our neurons linked in directly into the system truly we are hashtag blessed i am um Do you oh, want segment? I, oh i miss i miss food yeah let's <laughs> let's <laughs> what the hell else do we do at this point <laughs> i don't i don't we've we've we done a side quest we, we paid the bills magic broom we haven't done that in a while is there any magic? In- We're not. Sure. It's nothing really. No, no admin. I think I think it might be the episode. It might really might just be the episode. We're we're about eighty minutes, which is like, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, actually, no. Two of those minutes are from the opening bit. Oh, new cover art. Um, if you're listening oh, to this yeah, eight right. months magic from broom. now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> magic broom. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time eight months from now, we you'll have, never know the difference. We have. But- uh, oh, I'm sure you could. Once we get super famous, you'll be able to find old cover art. And you'll be like, "Why? Listen, we're 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 gonna rebrand. We got our new cover art. We're actually really happy with it. Uh, spent a couple hours in our in, in a studio. I do want to shout out um, the guide I used. It's written by a friend of mine, an old friend of mine, in, in an old FC. Um, it's on G Posers site. Uh, you can join the G Posers Discord. 
we're not using Twitter anymore. You can just Google it. But like uh, Freya Bloodmorn is the author of that. Um, and that's what I used to basically set up our own studio. And if you want to play around with like G-Shade, which is the add-on that Yoshi P approves of, you know, the filters are fine. Um, then you look up the G-Posers and stuff. It's really It's a really fun way to kind of get into making the game a little bit prettier than it otherwise is out of the box yeah i think we got some good photography i think so um yeah i'm really excited it does mean that i am kind of beholden to this one look but eh. i mean no one's gonna know if we change our outfits i am going to use it i'm gonna every time glamour comes up in like every party finder i'm gonna be like well i'm stuck with this look because it's the brand for my podcast <laughs> actually you're right yeah that's how you get it out there <laughs> that's how you, got, you gotta get that you gotta out there. the reach yeah, yeah yeah so if you're listening to this and i dropped that line on you not sorry about it. If you change your outfit, it'll hurt our SEO. It will hurt it'll, but my brand. Bob Bob Ross couldn't do anything to his fro. He was stuck with that fro. And I'm stuck with my weird PvP side part and coat, that and common coat. And you've got your new varsity jacket. And you're stuck with it. Which, it, 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 the varsity jacket is so funny now in cutscenes. <laughs> like when everyone else is in full, like... Fantasy regalia. And you're just exactly. like, where you're just like, I got a letter in choir. <laughs> your glasses no i got a letter i got letters in academics and choir and i got these pants with a rope hanging off the back <laughs> that's true you got rope you always need rope for all that spelunking <clears throat> yeah that's what i use it for that's gonna do it for this episode of storm buds um thank you so much for listening and you can follow us on the social medias that we do use occasionally we got tiktok we got in- tiktok storm buds Instagram is Stormbuds Podcast. Co-host is also Stormbuds, although I haven't used it much. It's going to change. Oh this right, week. we signed up for a co-host. Yeah, please do more if you can. I know you're busy, but no, no, no. I, I'm going to this week. I'm going to yeah, put some clips up and stuff if you need to escape. The um, uh, Twitter is a uh, hot pile, so we're not using that <laughs> for a while. Nope, until things change, if they do. Um, but and YouTube Stormbuds as well. Um, every so often I'll post some content when I. Yeah, I have whatever. I have ADHD. You know, you know how that works. You need like stimulation sometimes. You're just sometimes like... I just need to put off doing other work by doing the work on this. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how it works. I do wonder if we should find some way to like put like video clips of us playing up on YouTube or something. I don't know. Probably, I... probably some. Who cares? Whatever. Figure it out later. Uh, uh, that's gonna do it for us. And until next time, born from buds, storm of buds. We've been the storm buds, baby. Good night. Adios. For Carlemald! <laughs> the Pudas and the Zagarat! And they took the tribute with them! <laughs>